Hello everyone, welcome to Screen Scream. I'm Viola. In today's episode, we're going to talk about superheroes. It's my favorite topic. The first new movie we're going to talk about today is also my favorite among the four movies I'm going to talk about in this episode. Let's listen to the introduction. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Miles Morales returns for the next chapter of the Oscar-winning Spider-Verse saga, an epic adventure that will transport Brooklyn's full-time, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man across the multiverse to join forces with Gwen Stacy and a new team of Spider-People to face off with a villain more powerful than anything they have ever encountered. Hope I didn't ice your game, man. No one my age says those words. The first new movie we're going to talk about today is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Its prequel, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, was one of the best movies on my all-time list. But I have to say that I went to watch it right after it was released, and it's super good. It's now my top four on all-time list. Let me tell you what's so good about it. First of all, the visual design is dope. I mean, the first episode. Was superb, but this one even better. It not only has artistic creativity, but also relies on technology and softwares. You may wonder what kind of softwares animators need aside from those they use for drawing. Actually, a lot. I went to a Pixar exhibition, and I learned that actually everything could be turned into a program. Be it hair, fur, water, fire, spiral, anything that's in the nature that has a rule. For example, the fluidity of water, how the hair is blown in the wind, or how the spiral jumps. Engineers will be able to turn them into a program. So that animators can just put in whatever situations they want, and the program will generate the product in their mind. For example, in order to present the multiverse portals on Spot, the villain, the crew developed 17 new technologies. They even designed different styles for each universe, so that the audience would be able to distinguish which universe is which right after they see it. And the newly developed technologies and softwares will be able to transform what the animators drew into 3D images. Besides the art design, the Spider People Union is also something very special. In the first episode, we saw different Spider People from different universes come to Miles, but this time. Gwen will take Miles to the headquarters of the Spider People Union, and in this episode, Gwen's dilemma is whether she should be loyal to the Union or to preserve the relationship between her and Miles. Through this Spider People universe, the audience gets to see that all the Spider People from all the universe have their own problems to overcome. All in all, I have to say, it's not only the best movie this year, but also one of the best movies in the history. And now, as we're going to move on to the second new movie we're going to talk about today, although today's theme is superhero, the next movie we're going to talk about is the only one that's not related to superhero, 
and actually it's somehow the opposite. Let's listen to the introduction. The conference on January 20th, 1942, high-ranking representatives of the German Nazi regime met in an idyllic villa on the Great Wannsee in the southwest of Berlin for a meeting that went down in history as the Wannsee Conference. Because of its scope, fatality, and consequences, perhaps the most terrible conference of human history. Present are 15 leading men of the SS, the NSDAP, and the ministerial bureaucracy. They were invited by Reinhard Heydrich, head of the security police and SD, to a meeting followed by breakfast. The exclusive topic of the approximately 19-minute discussion is what the National Socialists call the final solution to the Jewish question, which means the bureaucratically strictly planned organization of the systematic mass murder of millions of Jews from all over Europe. A fictionalized TV film on the occasion of the 80th anniversary of the historical event. Based on the minutes of the meeting written by Adolf Eichmann at the time. The Gesamtlösung der Judenfrage ist nämlich genau das: die Endlösung der Judenfrage. The second new movie we're going to talk about today is a German work, and as I mentioned, it has nothing to do with superhero, but related to one of the most notorious conferences in the history. I'm pretty sure it's a period of history that Germans don't really want to talk about. But of course, you still need to face it. So it's probably very difficult for German to make this film. So it's really a special challenge for the director to film the conference, especially because he thinks that this movie talks about a conference that's really difficult to imagine and it's horrible. So the point is never. Representing the images or appearances of the people who attended the conference, you know, because a lot of movies that are based on true stories would pick actors that actually look like the real people. But after discussing with the casting director and producer, the director decided that the crew as a whole is the most important point. Because the protagonist is the conference itself, as we heard in the introduction, the blueprint of the story is based on the minutes of the conference taken by Adolf Eichmann. Per that, this is the only record of this conference so far. And since it's a historical event, actually there are a lot of researches and documents related. But it's still somehow difficult to make it into movies. You know, the minutes is just record of how the conference was progressing and their conclusions. It's not transcript after all. So after a lot of researches, reading, and watched a lot of movies related to Nazis and discussions, conferences, worries, suspicions. The director finally decided to take this project. It's a very special challenge for him, and I believe for German as well. So, if you're interested in this specific historical event, I recommend you to watch the conference. It's pretty good. Before we move on to Top Double O Seven and continue talking about superheroes, let's review what we had from last week first. Top Three: Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. 
Top two was Fast and Furious 10, and top one, The Little Mermaid. Let's listen to top seven to top four and figure out who's the first superhero we're going to talk about at this section. Top six, Blue Giant. The Boogeyman. Scary things we don't understand. Our minds try to. Top five, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. I'm done running. Top four, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I love you, Miles. The Flash. Because this is the world where my mom lives. I'm not gonna lose her again. Alright, I think you understand the reason why I picked superhero as the topic of today's episode. There are three movies related to superheroes from top seven to top four. We've talked about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three for many weeks, and we just talked about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. It's on the charts because it was released in the U.S. earlier than Taiwan. It's a very rare situation. So I'm going to talk about the Flash. Even though I'm a Marvel fan, I know very little about DC. I can still talk about what's so different about this Flash. First of all, there are two Flashes. Two versions of Flash were both played by Isar Miller, and his character actually showed up in DCEU for three times, if I remember it correctly. But to Isar Miller. This one, this episode, is the real origin movie for the Flash. Although there were some controversies related to Miller, the director and the producer were very surprised and amazed by Miller's devotion and passion. In the Flash, Isar Miller played two versions of Flash. Their characteristics are totally different. One. Is very sensitive and anxious about the difficulties and his childhood trauma, and the other doesn't really care about everything and is a little bit silly. Besides the Flash, there are actually two Batmans in the Flash. The first one is the most representative Batman, the very first one, Michael Keaton. And the other one is the one just left the role, Ben Affleck. The director also loves Ben Affleck's devotion and passion towards his character. But producer Barbara Muschietti also thinks that Michael Keaton demonstrated the devastation of the old Batman very much. But at the same time, he's very energetic. If you're a DC fan, definitely go watch it. Even if you're not, if you are interested in superhero movies, you can still go watch The Flash. I'm not so interested though. Let's listen to what we're going to talk about next. Top three: to Fast and Furious 10. You might want to buckle up. Top two: The Little Mermaid. She got legs, you idiot. Top one, Transformers: Rise of the Beast. Oh, I thought we were boys. You want it? Come and get it. You brought a human here. Oh, so the last movie we're going to talk about today is not a superhero from Marvel or DC. It's Transformers. 
This is the seventh episode. This time, they not only want to be different, but also want to use exciting action scenes and spectaculars to grab the audience's attention. Besides Autobots and oh my god, it's so difficult for me to remember all the names. Decepticons that people are familiar with. In this episode, they're going to introduce new robots, including Maximals, Terracons, and I don't know if there's anything else. Like I mentioned last week, actually they wanted to introduce these other robots in the third episode, but I don't know why. For some reason, they. Finally, introduced them in the seventh episode. And since they were making Bumblebee, the crew really wanted to see how close the human characters' relationship can be built with the robots in the movie. So in this episode, they created deeper and more meaningful character story construction for human characters. But actually. More than human characters, the protagonist Optimus Prime that everyone's familiar with, he also has a new character setting. And in order to present this new setting, the crew went to Machu Picchu to shoot. The director thought that Machu Picchu has a lot of beautiful sceneries and culture, so he thinks that the movie can present the Diverse and real history and cultural characteristics there. Besides protecting the ancient architecture, in order to film these scenes, the crew also tried to know more about the local society, people, and culture, capturing local people's life and their culture completely in the movie. Although the fourth and fifth episode of Transformers were mediocre, or I should say they were disappointing, I think I can say that. You know, after all those Chinese sponsors made the movies weird, but this one, although it's not super good from the comments, but I think it's at least good to watch. I mean, it's worthy to watch if you like Transformers. And that's all the time we have for today's superhero topic. Hope you like the show, and remember to tune in same time next week here at Screen Screen. I'm Viola. See you next week.